0: Come gather round people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone and if your breath to you is worth saving then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone for the time they are a-changing Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheels still in spin And there's no telling who It's naming for the loser now will be later to win because the times they are changing. Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of
1: Yelling About Comics, the podcast in which we're often animated about our comics but very rarely yell. I'm Jen Bozier, and I'm Carrie Honey, and this is Yelling About Comics. This week, we're going to be talking about the comics that we've been reading over the past several months, I think for most of them, if you're reading along with our comics, make sure you've read them before you listen to the podcast as we'll be talking about them from start to finish in great detail with lots of spoilers. So go read your comics, come back and check in with us this week. Our topic du jour is wondering who watches the watchman. No, seriously. Who's watching the watchman. What?
2: Why are the Watchmen still a thing? Carrie, I, You know, I honestly did not know what to expect from watching that trailer.
1: (laughs) Which, by the way, special shout out to our friend and partner in crime, Larry Frum, for tagging us on Twitter with that damn trailer. But that was
2: not what I was expecting. I don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, because they're talking, because they do mention Dr. Manhattan being on Mars. I'm like okay, so this is obviously after the Watchmen comic um, and there's these people dressing up to they're dressing up like Rorschach to from the first
1: trailer and the second trailer they look like kind of like alt-right alt-right what do you call them? Dudes, guys, I don't know. Uh, activists, I don't know what the right term is. Uh, vigilantes, I don't but know. they're all
2: but they're attacking uh. cops. They're attacking cops' homes. So then the cops decide that yes. they have to wear masks so they can protect their homes and families. Which then they're like, "Well, if we have got masks, nobody knows who we are, what we're doing, so we'll be vigilantes." And yeah, I. I there's a
1: lot of political messages going on in The Watchmen, which, so first off, <laughs> I think people forget uh, the, the Watchmen was very much a product of its time when it came out in the early 80s. And in 2009, when they were like, we're going to make it to, we're releasing a Watchmen movie, I remember being like, why though? Because yeah. it was, I mean, it was, what a year overdue like you could uh, granted they didn't have the technology and stuff like that back in the 80s it would have looked ridiculous sir and but I'm sorry I hated the Silk Spectre's
2: costume I I, <sighs> I never saw the movie so I can't comment I just you know I'm in the 80s they probably wouldn't have been ready for the blue donger yes that's
1: nobody was ready for that <laughs> nobody was ready for the blue donger and they had like twice as much dong as necessary Actually, I wonder if there's going to be, like... So, you know the joke with Game of Thrones was the CEO... The HBO CEO of Tits would show up to make sure there was enough boobage in the episodes. I'm wondering if there's going to be, like... I think Cinemax is doing it. Or Showtime.
2: No, HBO. HBO is doing it. Is it it HBO? Uh Uh-huh.
1: So, I I guess the CEO of Tits will now have to become the CEO of Dong.
2: Gotta make sure we get the Dong in there. Um, If Dr. Manhattan even shows up. I mean, they kind of hint that he does, but but he's wearing a suit which I'm like I don't know how he wears a suit because
1: well if you remember in the comic and in the movie he did in the beginning but then eventually when he was starting to lose his vestiges of humanity he was just like I don't care I'm, I'm nude I don't give a shit I'm not really a person anymore so it didn't bother him anymore and that was kind of like one of those subtle signs that I am so beyond this now which okay and also, he comes back from Mars at the end of the. Does he go back? Also, are they going to do the whole? It looks like Doctor Manhattan. Are they following the movie ending or are they following the TV the uh, comic book ending? Because those are very different. In the comic book, they call down aliens, and in the movie, they made it. Uh, Ozymandias made it look like Doctor Manhattan attacked city so that everybody then rallied against Dar- same result right they had a common enemy now mm-hmm. but I feel like with those endings you kind of have to address that
2: I was like not only that but you know the way the doomsday clock started was people found out what Mandius did and they turned against him and so they were still fighting Do you think HBO will even acknowledge Disney I am just curious, like, where are they taking this? What is the time frame? How long has this been since Ozymandias, you know, launched his whatever they choose to have him do? Right. Um, Is he still around? Is this, like, in more present time? Is this closer to when it happened? What is it? And not only that, but do we really even see any watchmen? I mean they, they have I say like, so, okay, so I gotta back up here. So in the movie, I did not see it, does Rorschach die in the movie? Yes. Okay, so, you know what? It's pretty much they did
1: everything panel for panel, except for the core ending, because uh, what's his face when Scott Slater when he no Zack Slater, when he got to the ending, he was like, you know what, the alien thing is gonna be just a little too over the top and a little too comic booky. So he made that one change. Well, he also changed Silk Spectre to use costume because you know you had Malian Eckerman, so you had a spandex um, and latex. Um, hmm. So, but that's really
2: the only thing that they changed. Okay.
1: Okay. okay so
2: ten years ago. So, but so, but they show it looked like they showed the original Rorschach. It looked like it. Jinx and Wonder like. Again, like what timeline are we doing? Is this like the Doomsday Clock timeline where there's Rorschach 2? Uh, I'm guessing there's
1: going to be a Rorschach 2. Um, because they they established... They've, it's established that there's second versions, right? Like Night Owl and Silk Spectre. So they... I, I'm guessing it's going to be like some dude has decided that he is Rorschach 2 and that this is going to be his little army because this is his movement.
2: Yeah, I did see uh, an owl-shaped craft. Yep. Saw that. Um,
1: What else? Oh, so the other thing that's really confusing to me is that in the beginning, that's clearly like the 40s, 50s, the early times.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Right? So um, nobody cared about that. They glossed over that for a reason. But apparently we're bringing that in to... What? Why? I I keep going back to... Is there really a legion of people who are just like... Oh my god, yes, the Watchmen.
2: I have to say there must be some for DC to... You know, totally devote Rebirth to it. And then create Doomsday Clock... So, maybe there are people who just love The Watchmen. I haven't actually met anybody because anybody I even told that, you know, I was reading it because I read it, you know, 20 years later. I said I was reading it. They're all like, why? Like, well, I've been told that I need to have this in my lexicon because blah, 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 history. And they're like, but it's dumb. <laughs> you know what? It has not aged well. And I will stand by that
1: statement. And I think, if anything else, if anything, the 2009 movie really showed that because I think. I think Watchmen was one of those things that everybody was like, "Oh, this is a stone cold classic, it's so amazing, it's so awesome and then the movie came out and people were like oh,
2: right Well, the thing about the Watchmen though is that it did go back to the team from the 30s and 40s every now and then Right Because uh, there were some very important things that happened with the original Ooh. Watchmen To I think they were called something else at the time Weren't they? I'm dreaming stuff, I'm sure. No, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway. And then, you know, let's move to the 80s. So that's kind of what we were having. Um, You can't really have going back stuff to the 40s and then make it more into the present. Now, it doesn't work that way. It worked in the comic. But again, like you said, it was a product of its time. The time when this comic was written, you know, the Cold War was finishing up. Um there was uh the eighties markets were collapsing. There was all these things going on and it all kind of tapped into that and the Watchmen kind of fed into that at the time. Well, I didn't read it at the time, but I could see how it would fit in. Right. No, it was very much a product, it was very much within the lexicon. Right. Right. Uh, but to bring that kind of idea now. And it almost seemed to me watching this trailer today because you know, they really highlighted the fast the fact of hugging the difference between a vigilante and a villain. And they're like, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, I don't know either, because they're all masked. So to me, it's bringing in this other question of the masked people. And then because they want to, they have some statement, I think they want to make with this, and they just decided, well, let's just kind of bring the Watchmen into it somehow. Because that's what it feels like. It feels very kind of forced to even bring them in.
1: Yes. It feels as though they have... it. Looking at both the trailers, it feels like kind of a political message soup. Where they want to make some sort of politically charged series to really capture on the current feel and time. But they're dragging something from the 80s. Or they're relying on a property from the 80s. Now, something, you said something, and this just made me think of this. It was the Doomsday Clock stuff. So the show is coming out now. They probably started shooting this a year or two ago, right? Mm -hmm. Probably about the time that Doomsday Clock was coming, was starting to be written in the comics. Probably. So it's possible that DC doubled down on this without knowing how people were going to respond to it. So I'm sure now HBO, now granted it's HBO. HBO is known for throwing money behind TV shows, getting good actors, getting good writing, right? Um, they, They have a reputation for it. So it's possible that they're gonna make something good and that people are gonna watch this and really enjoy it. But I just, I wonder if they're gonna do it, if people are gonna watch it and enjoy it in spite of the fact that it's Watchmen.
2: It just doesn't seem like the Watchmen have anything to do with it.
1: It doesn't! I I watched the trailer, I've seen both of the trailers now, the teaser and this one, and I'm like, what does this have to do with the Watchmen? Like, Again, I feel like they're just leaning on an old 80s political ideology to cash in on a current political thing. Or maybe, because one of the things that we've all said is when Game of Thrones ended, that the big joke was that um, my favorite one of them, was um, the Star Wars thing when Alderaan gets destroyed and he's like, it's if a million voices cried out and we're silenced. It's if a million HBO ki- subscriptions were cancelled. They lost that nerd demographic. They've got to get it back. And while, you know, while they're still ramping up all their Game of Thrones spinoffs, so maybe the Watchmen, they were like, oh, we've got this political drama we want to make. Let's just slap Watchmen on top of it and hope that this gets our nerd people back in.
2: I you know and I wish I knew the actual numbers of how well doomsday clock was selling so I could actually make a right. honest comment about if people are really into the watchman or not but I feel like maybe they should have I don't maybe done some sales analysis first before market research before diving into it and I mean I could think of like 300 other things that you guys could do to bring the nerd base back and i can't even say that game of thrones was nerd based because everyone was watching it yes they were they were for sure but i think and we've talked
1: about this before that the marvel cinematic universe especially has really made nerd culture very chic right now so you have very mainstream yes very much so it's very very in um so you have all these people flooding towards these properties that are, you know, adjacent to that. And so you are correct. And Game of Thrones branched out across so many audiences, right? Maybe they're hoping to capture that lightning in the bottle again. Or maybe they can hope that just this can like limp them along. To but make it with another the thing.
2: Watchmen? I mean, I know. If they want to do a DC property, that's fine. But I can think of a ton of other DC properties that they could right? focus on. I mean, that are not the Justice Society of America. Let's just not go there. But, oops. But, like, they could. I was going to say, well, they could do the Green Arrow, but no, CW's ruined that. Yep. <laughs> Although, HBO, I think, would actually do a good job, you know, with the broodiness and the funny. Right, with Green Era. but I mean but there's so many other DC series I'm just not thinking of them top of my head right now probably because all of mine are ending you know a Pulp Fiction-esque Deathstroke TV show would probably do well and if you wanted to get I mean if you wanted to do
1: that they could have done a good Justice League Dark I'll bet you like I mean there's a bunch of stuff that they could have done and if they wanted to go I mean Shit! If you want to go um, obscure, grab challenges of the Unknown* or something else dumb like that. That's right. That is obscure. Uh, <laughs> that is the obscure. Yeah, there's so there's so many things they could have done. *Watchmen*. The only thing that I can think of with *Watchmen* is two things. So, the nostalgia market is aging. We are no longer target demos for, like, anything. So they're not going for the nostalgia, right? Of people going, oh, my gosh, I remember this from my childhood. Mm, Probably not. Um, But Watchmen has kind of become, it has that allure, I guess, of being shorthand for, oh, yes, that very cerebral political commentary book. And so immediately it gets us, oh, yes, the Watchmen. Yes, I am familiar with that. Um, so pretentious as fuck. Yes. Not to put too fine a point on it, but yes. it is. There's definitely a fair
2: amount of pretension with the Watchmen. And I, and I apologize I, to any fans of it. And I, I just, I, I didn't get it. I didn't see... And like, again, I was 20 years late, but there's so much of it. I just didn't see that everyone had been losing their minds over. And I've read comics that are 20 years late before. And I would understand that. But with this, it seemed so up its own, butt. (laughs) it was, you know, (laughs) and it really had this air of, well, if you don't understand what my commentary is, Then you're dumb or beneath me or we're so sorry that we're not condescending down to you to speak your level it's like no maybe your stuff's just not very good yeah
1: no and you know what look i'm an alan moore fan all right again everybody knows i love swamp thing so i love swamp thing but so one of the things that i always say is that i'm always like oh alan moore's swamp thing was flawless except for the sex scene because (laughs) so for people who aren't familiar with alan moore's run of swamp thing there was a i want to say it's 10 pages but it might only be eight pages of i'm gonna blush just describing this so swamp thing is made up of plant and not actually a human being so um they can't he and abby can't actually be intimate So he grows a sweet potato and lets her eat it, at which point she then has this psychedelic trippiness where they're like joyened and she understands everything in the world and they have this very intimate mental psychedelia acid trip together. Um, At least it wasn't a cucumber, I guess. I don't know somehow that would have I was like you know at least a cucumber would have been like that seems cleaner for some reason the sweet potato I was like that's a strange commentary (laughs) (laughs) like what is going on right now and um like I yeah it's look some of his stuff is really weird and like people are always like oh Alan Moore stuff and I'm like yeah he's he's hit or miss though and I really felt that the Watchmen was a miss. I will stand by that um again, you know, not everything he does is perfect, and there was a lot of that where he just kind of disappeared up his own ass. And I think it was because well, he was, like, hot off the hills of, like, the Killing Joke, which, by the way, you read that 20 years too late. I did, and it was fantastic. Yeah, you got to the end of that, and we are like, what? Yeah. You know, there's so much. Like, again, I feel as though, but the Killing Joke is not deeply, deeply rooted within the 80s zeitgeist right? Where like, if you weren't, if you didn't live during the 80s, there's a lot of stuff. Like watching the 2009 movie, I can remember walking out of that theater with like people who were much younger than we were, and they were like, what? Yeah, guys, like, like the do- the whole concept of the doomsday clock. As we're leaving the theater, I'll never forget, there was a couple behind us. They had to be like 21, 22, and the guy was like, no, no, that was a real thing. It's was like, yeah, It was a real thing. It It, still uh, is a real thing. For God knows what reason. But I still, I I guess I still come around to, yes, it was pretentious then. It feels pretentious now. I, why the Watchmen? Nothing about the trailer. Like they want to make this commentary, but I'm like, maybe the show will be very deeply entrenched with it. And Dr. Manhattan being on Mars is going to still be important to us. I just don't know. The only thing I will say is that, let me double check this before I say it. First off, you have Don Johnson in it, which he is aging surprisingly well. Not, I mean, you know, not that he was like absolutely gorgeous, but you know what I mean? Um, The fact that they have, oh, they also have Lou Gossett Jr., who I just love, but Jeremy Irons is Ozymandias.
2: Oh, is that who he's playing as? i couldn't tell yeah. that's weird right? i mean i like i like jeremy irons a lot everybody
1: loves jeremy irons but ozymandias so is that how long after that just dawned on me is that how long after watchman this is because ozymandias is a very young man that it would have to be well now that just makes this all much weirder Especially because he already plays Alfred in a separate DC property. Anyways.
2: And he's wonderful. As well, Alfred. Well, Jer-
1: Jeremy Irons is flawless as everything. I mean, bow down to Scar. True that. hmm That was a Lion King reference and I don't even like the Lion King. Anyways, um, but, you know, if you have to have somebody kill your dad and blame you for it, it might as well be Jeremy Irons. Um, it just... I guess the whole thing is still just seems so very strange to me. I don't understand it. Like I saw articles today, really crazy. Oh
2: this. my god! Oh no, what? Okay, so there's a character from Doomsday Clock in it. Wait, who? The mime.
1: Oh, god. oh wait, but no, weren't they? They were in the original series, weren't they? The
2: mimes. The mime and the marionette.
1: Yeah, weren't they?
2: I don't remember them.
1: The marionette has been around for a while. Because okay. the marionette appeared in uh, Batgirl. Or. It's a Batgirl or Batwoman? Appeared in the New 52 in there. Um, you know, the people that people are, don't give a crap about.
2: Well, the thing is that. So Ozymandias brought the mime and the marionette from his world to Batman's universe. Oh joy. And then I guess this kind of left him there and they're just on this killing rampage and the Joker's trying to kill them but they end up killing all the Joker's people. Oh god and they're bringing in Red
1: Scare and Alright so we
2: got the Mothman.
1: Jesus. What even? I guess I, I mean again I saw all these articles where people were really praising this and really excited for this and I just want to ask why though? And I think maybe it's just because I dislike The Watchmen so much, I just couldn't get past that. To even see, like, what the show's really... I don't know. And the whole thing about... It just seems like an excuse for heavy-handed political commentary, which, by the way, that's generally... Okay, that's fine, whatever, but it's not like it's original political commentary. At least in the trailer. like.
2: You're clearly leading on themes that this is not original to you guys. What you saying? Like the question about masked vigilantes versus masked villains is not new.
1: I know. I know. I'm really. I'm really stepping out on a limb there.
2: Dang! I had no idea. I've never yeah. read that before.
1: I know, right? And um, but yeah, I guess I don't understand. Um i guess i don't just i don't understand why dc is just trying to bring these guys back so hard i guess the only thing i can think of is that it must be playing well for them but again we've talked about this before is that doomsday clock remember before when they originally brought it out it was going to be this quick like several comics boom 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 and then it slowly but surely has just dragged out and dragged out and dragged out because they went...
2: because they were focusing all of rebirth on something that was happening in Doomsday Clock, and uh, or they were suggesting Doctor Manhattan had a lot to do with what happened, right? And you know, for rebirth, that almost like he had a hand in Flashpoint in a way, in picking right. and choosing what what got made, and then either I'm assuming people weren't liking that because I don't know why else they would suddenly spread it out to 12 issues across a year and a half and then remove the rebirth name off the comics right well again
1: i not to beat a dead horse but we've talked a lot about how dc clearly is rudderless right now they really are just trying to figure out what's going to work but it just i guess that's the thing that also shocks me is that hbo has put a lot of time and money behind this
2: right but just but, like, what I'm saying is, you know, that, obviously, they, I think that they thought they could get the nostalgia factor, like, oh my gosh, people are going to be so interested to in seeing how we're going to bring the Watchmen into the DC universe, because it's always never been, like, officially, you know, DC universe, right. you know. Right, it's
1: always been that, that little fringe.
2: Yeah, I mean, but, it, I mean, it had nothing to do with DC, there's, like, no, know, Superman, it was just stone thing, and it was fine, um, you know, kind of like in a way like Preacher and everything else they have nothing to do with the DC universe proper but they're just part of something right. and and, um, and I guess they figured out well, why don't we just kind of bring that in and we think we're going to get people well obviously that didn't fly for whatever reason that did not fly and the proof is how they've rebranded stuff so then why are they continuing with this show they're hoping that Maybe that'll stir interest again if they go in this other direction? Well, again,
1: I'm sure they started this like two years ago, so they've put so much time and money behind this, they've got to make this work. And I'm sure they're going to get a large curiosity factor. Again, people seem to be really excited about it over at San Diego Comic-Con, and HBO... It's been a while since they had a miss. Right? In terms of shows. So maybe this is going to be that thing that everybody's like, yeah, this is amazing.
2: Oh boy, I can't wait for my brother-in-law to be like, have you heard of the Watchmen? Right. And I'm going to go... Which is pretty much what happened we started watching Game of Thrones. Right.
1: That, I think everybody had that moment. If you read the Song of Ice and Fire books, I think like everybody had that moment where somebody that you knew came over and was like, this is
2: so good.
1: And you were like, yeah i've been trying to get you to read the books for like two years now but glad you like the hbo show although with Watchmen, i wasn't trying to get anybody to read the Watchmen, except for you
2: yeah i was gonna say you and larry both were like you have to read this I'm like, and am like i, I mean, trusted you after the killing joke yeah i'm sorry the killing joke was really important though it was really good, actually. But the thing difference is that you bought me Killing Joke as a as a gift, and no one was buying me The Watchman. That should have been my first.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we we're, were like, re- yeah, you should, you should go read it, but we're not paying money for it,
2: <laughs> right? We've already done that. <laughs> we're not we're doing it made again. That
1: mistake. <laughs> you only make that mistake once. Um, yeah, but then again, had we
2: not convinced you to read it, you might be looking at this going, huh? I, don't, I honestly don't know what I would be thinking. I don't know if I would have read Doomsday Clock. I'll put it that way. And would just like right. let them kind of fill me uh, him and Seth fill me in on how this is connecting. And the answer is it's not. So it's been a big fat waste of everybody's time. As it seems so far maybe yes. maybe they'll do something crazy and wrap it all up and it's like oh we had this plan all along. We really didn't but but now you think that we did just give it to us right?
1: you're not fooling anyone DC alright
2: so I know you've already cancelled HBO yes so you're not gonna try to watch this one no god no you know
1: if somebody like after three or four episodes if people are like look it's not what the trailers made it look like it is so amazing this is the must see show
2: Maybe we'll try it out maybe so you're saying like if it's like a titans
1: yes if somebody yeah if they're like this has just been so poorly misrepresented and it's really good and it's really great and it has all these things that people will really like about it yeah i'll give it a try but if everybody's like oh my god it's amazing it's exactly what the trailers made it look like uh, I i think i'm good
2: well since uh we still have hbo access i might fall on this sword and just watch it like while, while I'm working just to see. Just to You're see. Take, take one for the team? Well, I already have HBO. So it's not like I'm out. It's not like it was for Titans where it was an extra service. I was going to have to buy into. I um, already have it. so Yes. But what what's the
1: price of that time out of your life? I'll
2: just, <laughs> I'll just see. Like you said, <laughs> HBO usually does really good shows. Yeah, they do. So I'll be interested to hear then what you think of it. This is I just I at this point I'm kind of curious like how this even relates to the Watchmen, and where in the timeline they're having this because it's obviously right. after the, ser- the the comic series. Yes, but by how, a lot. By but by how far?
1: Right, well if Jeremy Irons is any indicator
2: maybe 30 years? Mate, We'll see. Which would yeah. be apropos, I mean it's been 30 years since The Watchmen came out, right? Yeah, so maybe it really is a true sequel, but again ugh, I'm like talking
1: myself into wanting to watch this now. Anyways, no. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. Um, I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about Actually, I don't, this is starting to kill me. I don't really even want to talk about Gideon Falls.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'll talk about it.
1: Um, it's moving along. It is progressing. Kind of, I guess. Mm, I don't know. Uh, all of the stories, remember I was telling you about how, like, for a while there, they had gone on this weird little side jaunt with this priest and how he had been going through time and all this, and then it had left off a kind of a cliffhanger with our main characters, the current day priest, going through a, a pit and not knowing who he is. And Norton disappearing. So, and I was kind of like, can we please get back to that story? We did. We did. Um, Dr. Zhu, she... um, Yeah, she's basically fallen into this entirely. She is now fully on board with everything Norton was saying. She has seen enough. And she's picking up his mantle. And... They do finally explain what happened to the priest in his what his tragic backstory is. And he had an affair with a member of his congregation.
2: Was it an, and ac- was it an acolyte?
1: No, it looks like it was just a woman okay. in the congregation. Yeah. Um, he had an affair with some woman and her husband found out. She co- And he has a memory of her coming to him very tearful saying he's found out you know he can't be trusted, and then the next scene is of her hanging. Oh, so I don't know if she hanged herself or if he killed her. I don't know what happened there. Um, and they haven't gone into that yet, but that's probably all you really need to know, right? Is that you inadvertently potentially caused the death of this woman, right? Your actions, right? Um, your one selfish moment, and so, which also I was. I don't know again and i've been saying this for like three issues that okay where is this going like i think i love jeff lemire i trust him i need a little bit more i need to see where this is going i really need like some hint about okay look i do have a plan and this is where this is going we're not just rambling and meandering but it it feels a little meandering right now and i'm at the point now where they keep hinting at the demon that's in the uh, that's in the black barn and i think i have where'd i put that image uh he keeps this big smiling it's very creepy but this big smiling picture of the demon keeps appearing and i don't know if you can see that oh geez yeah, that appears everywhere now because that's the dude's face. And like when he's when the priest is looking at the hanged uh the memory of the hanged woman, she turns into the guy. And um I again, I need to know a little bit more about this guy because I just don't care at this point.
2: That's some creepy Wait. face though. Oh, it's the artwork
1: in this series is fantastic. I at first I was kinda like, eh, it's a little weird because it's very it's like these matte very monotone mm-hmm. so it's was kind of like not really sure how I feel about this but the more it's gone on yeah it's his, his scary images are they're scary so I'm guessing next issue is going to be since now we figured out what happened to the priest I'm guessing we're going to figure out what's going to happen to Norton now that he's been reunited with his sister that's going to be an awkward conversation I'm, I'm guessing eventually they're going to have to get back together yeah, I'd really like to just know where this is going. It, it needs to it needs to pick it up. Wrap it up. I need the wrap it up button from Dave Chappelle. That's yeah, wrap it up. Better wrap that shit up. Cause I'm on board. I just I need some more direction. Like, help me help you. Yeah. So Gideon Falls. I again I get to the end of every issue and I'm like, cool. Which you can probably tell, it's not that cool. (laughs) Um, But unlike *Villain Falls*, it sounds like Captain Marvel is still pretty cool.
2: Like legit cool. So I've been behind on Captain Marvel, and it's mainly because it had a big crossover with *The War of the Realms*. Well, I really could care less about Asgard and all that stuff, so I was kind of really avoiding it. I shouldn't have because my God, Kelly Thompson is just my hero. (laughs) And she can make anything funny. And it even starts with Carol trying to make jokes and Black Widow's like, you're you're not funny. She's like, you come here and say that to my face, I'm not funny. And then Dr. Strange later says, you're not funny, Carol. And Black Widow said, I told her that, but she's having none of it. (laughs) 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 Um, it Because basically what they're dealing with is... Basically, so the War of the Realms little Reader's Digest version is Malekith, yes that guy from the movie Nobody Cares About has decided to take over all the realms and there's only one realm he hasn't taken over yet and that's Midgard. Uh, So I don't know what Thor's been doing how Asgard got taken over but that's beside the point. So they're all in Midgard now and Enchantress has taken South America as her own And she's kind of made everything like the undead, you know, it's like the kingdom of the, kingdom of the undead, no one can stop her. While as Black Widow tries to kill her, she rushes her, she gets this vision of Enchantress's defeat and she's standing and has Doctor Strange with her and Captain Marvel flanking him. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, well, we, I gotta get a hold of Carol, and then we gotta find Doctor Strange and figure this out. Well, Enchantress sees the vision too. Oh, yeah. Um, so when they do get kind of when they do get everybody together, Enchantress appears and she has Captain Marvel, it's Doctor Strange switch bodies, and hilarity ensues, <laughs> mainly because they don't have their powers and Doctor Strange he's like, "Oh my god, this body is so powerful." And he touches his chest like this body is so powerful and she's like, "Watch the hands, man." <laughs> <laughs> and um but she can't figure out how to use his powers and he's trying to teach her spells and she can't get the words right. Mm-hmm. And only that one thing she does comment on is the pain in Doctor Strange's hands. Like she's like she said, uh, she's like, "You know, I've experienced pain every day." She's like, "But nothing like this where it is just constant and excruciating and so she asks him like how do you do this and he's like i so used to it I forget that it's even there so the other problem she and because she's not used to it she can't make the hand gestures because mm. it, it's she can't figure out how to move them and they realize that they're gonna have to work together to defeat Enchantress but but both of them are arguing like for hours about you know Whose fault this is? What they need to do? Why can't she learn this? And they look at her Black Widow, and she's just cracking up. And they're like, "Is this funny to you?" She's like, "No, actually, this is pathetic. Like that you two cannot figure out how to make this work. Two of the most powerful beings cannot figure out how to work together and to make this work." She said, "You know, Enchantress, what she did was genius, because she took the two most controlling, controlling ales, and the Avengers." And made it where they had to rely on someone else besides themselves <laughs> they're just like fine like crossing arms like okay fine <laughs> we're working together but the best part and i told you this over the phone because it's just so funny so two of them are sitting by a campfire and they're basically trying to teach each other how to use certain abilities but in the background you see black widow walking up to this crocodile and then the next panel she kicks the crocodile in the face and then in the next panel, the crocodile has her leg and is pulling her down and she's kind of panicking. In the meantime, Captain Marvel and Dark Strange are still just chit-chatting. <laughs> like, this is all in the background. In the next two panels, you just see water and bubbles. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like, what in the world just happened? In the last panel, you see uh, Black Widow jumping out of the water with the, with the dead crocodile. And she like slaps it down in front of them. And she's like, thanks for the assist, guys. They're like, well, you said you had it.
1: Uh, It sounds very reminiscent of that really great, and we talked about this on the phone, but it sounds reminiscent of that great Teen Titans episode when Raven and Starfire switch powers. Yes,
2: because, I mean, there's a lot of it because he's trying to understand how to activate her powers. And she's like, "You, you just feel it. You just do it, which is, you know, with Raven and Starfire, what was so cool about that was that um, Raven had to teach Starfire the way to control her powers was to keep her emotions down. Right. And Starfire had the opposite thing. She had to tell Raven how you fly and how you do this is by reaching into your most powerful emotions. You have Ooh. to be joyful. And Raven has no idea how to do that. And so it's really great kind of watching that. And it's, this is a little similar because because uh, Carol can't figure out the spells Because she can't do the hand gestures, she the words are weird. She can't memorize them, and he can't figure out how to tap in to to the power. He feels it constantly, feels his power, but he has no idea how to actually make it work. And it's but in the end, it's because she had them switch bodies is what led to her defeat. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies in a way. You know, when you try to stop this prophecy, you end up actually fulfilling it. And then the World War of the Realms was, was over, so now I guess we're gonna we're gonna move on to other things eventually. Eventually. But, right. But I mean it was as much as I didn't want to read anything War of the Realms, those those two issues were rather delightful. That's
1: awesome. Well, and then but then you have so the funny thing is is that you also have kind of the opposite with Uncanny X Men, because that's all leading up towards the
2: well, I like that. Well, no, This was the very last Uncanny X-Men. And I was really curious. How in the hell were they wrapping all of this shit together? After I finished reading, I told Seth, I was like, well, that's one way to lead to a reboot. And he was like, right? Um, so Emma Frost has... Basically, remove the memory of mutants from everybody across the world. Okay. So nobody remembers their mutants. Nobody remembers mutant powers and all that. Well, and so they're like, this is great because now we can just live like normal people. And Scott's like, but now we're in hiding again. Right. Because then we can't be ourselves. Like, they have to accept us, not just, you know, not remember us. And he's having very hard time dealing with it and um someone uh, one of the younger x-men tells him it's because he he thinks of everybody as soldiers and not as family and he's like but i've had to so it's very right. hard for him and even very hard for logan he's like this is not what i want this is not what i signed up for um like he because he he's just ready to kill emma frost at at any point in time and emma is just like well but now scott now we can be together and he's like how so i can you know be unhappy in this strange world and oh well it turns out that colonel had her kidnapped for for so long he had his own like magneto like helmet so she couldn't erase him so he shows up at her mansion i was like you think you can get away from me i don't think so and sends the Sentinels to attack him. But of course the Sentinels, they don't notice anything because of what Emma has done. So he has to to direct orders to kill them. And uh, Scott and Logan team up. And then they realize that they're losing. It's a losing battle. There's no way they can win. They're all going to die. And you know Scott and Logan, it's almost like they're like, you know, elbows to elbows. Like, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Almost hug it out, but they can't because of who they are. Right. And just as they are about to lunge in full throttle to stop this, suddenly all of the X-Men who were killed by X-Jesus showed up all at once. Everybody. Right. And they're like, well, how? And they said, well, Nate actually transported us to this world that was just mutants. But because he had died, he, you know, kind of almost like what he did with, with, with them when he had control of David, a legion, kind of put him all in a personality in a way. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They said, but you know, when Nate died, the world was not stable and it just kept, you know, going more and more stable. And apparently, Emma Frost putting out that thing of No One Remembers Mutants kind of destroyed the rest of that world. So they were Ooh. all able to come back. Right. And of course, they saved the day, whatever. But nobody else remembers them. And of course, I think the best part of that whole thing was the look on Emma Frost's face when Jean and Scott are united. (laughs) It's like, oh, honey, you messed up so big. (laughs) Oh my God. And Jean actually pushes aside Logan to get to Scott. So Logan, like she looks all sad. That actually made me a little sad seeing him him look all sad, but sometimes like, dude. She deserves it. It's like, dude, like she never chose you. Never. Never. Literally never. Yeah, it was always Scott. And so but so Scott, he was like, Okay, but no one remembers us. I can't live like this. So I know that we're like democratic now, we need to make a vote. I don't want to live like this. I want to continue to fight to have everyone accept us for who they are. But if you guys don't want to, then I will go quietly back with all of you. And they're all like, no, you're right. And so he goes, okay. Turns over, <laughs> turns to the police cars that's around them, lifts up his visor, <laughs> blows up a police car. And they're all like, when the X-Men get here? <laughs> it's
1: like oh the, all the God. memories
2: come flooding back. And that is how it ends. I was like okay so that's one way to reboot a series you bring everybody back everybody's united together so now we're moving into the next era with Scott and Jean part two I suppose. So getting
1: that clean slate there for you know apocalypse there.
2: Right which I'll be getting my first issue of that with one of his series which is House of X next week. And like House of X and Powers of X You are... sound so overjoyed. I just don't know what to expect. There's supposed to be two or two mini-series excuse me, that are supposed to uh, introduce this new realm of the X-Men. So I'm very hesitant. Especially if they fuck with everything that Kelly Thompson has done with Rogue and Gambit. Like, I will riot. There will be rioting on the streets. Maybe just me and the riots, but there will be rioting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excellent. I like it.
2: I'll, I would riot with you. You'll riot okay. with me. Just on principle. Because it's the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, pretty
1: much. I'll be that person who's just like, Why are we rioting? You'll be like, X-Men! And I'll be like, Yeah!
2: Down and with you. the X-Men! No, 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 no. Not not down with the X-Men.
1: <laughs> Save the X-Men! Well, actually, I would be the one person out there protesting the X-Men with a Black Monday murders mm. and
0: the
1: West sign what do we want east of west (laughs) when do we want it fucking soon (laughs) good black monday murders wrap it up wasn't east of west wrapping up unfortunately yes but he'd have to put out an issue for it to wrap up it's okay i've got at least three more years with this series since like two come out per year
2: well, you know, he's too busy saving the X-Men now.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad he's doing that. I'm not bitter.
2: I didn't know the <laughs> X-Men needed to be saved, but okay.
1: Oh, they need to be saved.
2: And Hickman's going to do it with his, you know, spandex and tights. I mean, I do, ag- like, we and we talked about this before. Like, I do agree there are way too many X-Men
1: yeah but you know what along those lines so as we were looking I was looking at uh, catching up on um, the San Diego Comic Con Mm -hmm. announcements there's an awful lot of X-Men series that were announced are you
2: serious yeah after he was like we're gonna consolidate everything adjacent series oh Jesus so alright I'm gonna have to look this up I haven't even like paid attention to anything in Comic Con yeah it's uh I'll be interested to hear what you think about it because he made this big deal about how there's too many groups right which I agree with totally and that we need to bring it all together under one consolidated group okay
1: yep we need to do that we need to do all of that yes but we also can't stop our biggest cash cow so we need to you know also launch a few other ships and see if maybe one of those does better.
2: Is X-Men still a cash cow? I mean, I don't don't know.
1: I don't think it is anymore. I mean, for years it was. For decades, that was their bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Just pump out X-Men series. I'm not really sure if it is anymore. But if it's not, I can't imagine what would be, you know?
2: I don't know if it's any of the Avengers stuff or... I don't know, because I think they lost a lot of goodwill from the, with the Avengers after um, Stevel. Yeah. I think so.
1: I think that they... I had read... It was an opinion piece. I can't remember if it was on CBR or Bleeding Cool, but it was an interesting piece because they were talking about how a lot of people were a little soured by the whole Civil War thing. And then when Stevel just kind of doubled down on it, and really leaned into it that, you know, a lot of people were like, no, we're done now.
2: So you you've
1: officially, this was the, the proverbial straw. Well,
2: and a lot of the stuff that happened in Civil War, I don't understand why it even happened because everyone who was killed in that is now back. So, yeah. I mean, Hulk's even back. Steve will brought him back and now Hulk's around. Um, which is sad because he actually even told stevel he's like i don't know why you brought me here but i was like but you've just woken me up from the best sleep i've had in decades so he does not right. want to be there but at the same time like he doesn't really want to be killed again i suppose um so he's back um see, tony is officially back um a oh, he died in civil war two. he's back a black widow died and with stevel the stevel arc and she's back I know it actually had a name. Secret Empire. But I like saying steve much better. steve better. Because it's pretty much what what it was about. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, yeah, and that's pretty much what everybody knew it for. Yeah, I mean, we we give a lot of flack to DC, but I don't get the impression that Marvel is in any much better situation.
2: Marvel's cash cow is the movies right
1: now. Yes, it really, really is. Um god maybe that's why dc's doing the Watchmen because they're like we've got to break into the cinematic universe thing and get us some money who knows but i so the other the only other series that i had these last two weeks was criminal which again it's definitely leaning heavily into the Brubaker isms of it with the femme fatale but The thing that I really liked about this issue was that it finally kind of tied together some of the other issues. Mm. So the very first issue is about um, this boy named Ricky who his dad's in jail. He goes and he steals this necklace, Ricky does, from this old, old crook who was kind of marked as untouchable by some of the gangsters in the city because he had done this job forever ago. And so ricky bails his dad out of jail and then his dad his dad's name is teague his dad figures out that oh shit you just you touched an untouchable man like this is terrible and then it ends that issue with him saying like it didn't matter because in a few months he was going to be dead anyways and then there were two episode two issues called the bad weekend which i told you about was really heartbreaking Um, They made a graphic novel of it. It's been getting critical acclaim because it was very good, but it was very heartbreaking. It was about this guy who, and I have to imagine this was somewhat, he was maybe an amalgam, but it was somewhat, they touched on way too much legit comic book history and how he has to go back and like steal back some of his art and all this stuff and trace it down. And so that was really good. But I was like, Oh, this is kind of out of left field. And then the next issue after that was about Ricky But now he's an adult. Oh, okay, this is kind of weird. And then the next issue was about this lady who gets a drink with a guy in a bar. And then at the end of the night, the guy gets knocked out by some guy named Teague, which it took me a while before I was like, oh, wait, that's the dude from the first issue. So I was like, what the hell's going on? And then he swears revenge. Well, this issue finally kind of tied it all together. Teague... After finding out that his son has done the awful thing that he's done, goes off to get money so that he can replay the, repay the mobsters whose debt he owes. He meets a lady, falls in love with her. The lady from last issue, who has some guy has him Teague beat up some dude. So I was like, oh, this is all coming together. The bad weekend. Was interesting. I don't know if it's going to tie into all of this though, because that feels a little. It felt a little like they were like, I've got a really great idea. And so they did the thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but it like interjected into there. I'm not sure. Um, I really like it. It is still very much. There's more than a little bit of a touch of the main character from Fatal in this. Okay. Yeah, with the standard hard-boiled detectives and femme fatale, but I'm just loving it. And really, Ed Briecker and Sean Phillips can do you no know wrong. So that's my <laughs> <laughs> that's my statement on that. Uh, I again, it is. There are things where it happens, and I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> you have a type. <laughs> um, I yeah again i'm enjoying it but i'm glad that they're finally kind of tying it together it's like oh okay this is actually interesting now i imagine next is going to be them showing us how teague dies and then jumping back to that future adult ricky so that we actually know like what that has to do with anything Hmm. if anything right so but hey it just dawned on me i'm talking
2: about ricky how's your ricky It was really funny, because, like, you know, I only had, like, three comics to talk about, because all, you know, yours are on hiatus, all of mine are ending. Right. (laughs) I'm like, man, I gotta find some stuff to read, although it sounds like I'm gonna have, like, a ton of X-Men to subscribe to in the near future, but, um, Nightwing, yeah, I'm still holding on with this, because I'm, I don't know why at this point. I think it's just stubbornness. Uh, I, I, yeah. (laughs) Um... Cause he's still Rick, and he's still like fighting crime with the Nightwings, and and like and they all they all figure out like they don't know who he is, but they are figuring out like he's done this before. Like he's too much of a pro. Right. To have not done this, but you know he's you know saying he doesn't remember his life. He only the last thing he remembers is when his parents were murdered. And right now here. So he's like, he won't even say Barbara by her name. He's just like, Well, that redhead says that she knows me. And then there's that old guy. I think he's a butler. And then there's that rich that rich guy who said that he raised oh, me, but I, I don't remember any of that. And uh, I was like, dude, they have names. You know their names. I mean, for fuck's sake. Um Yeah. But now he, you're just
1: being a douche.
2: Well, and he and it's something like he kept saying over and over again this issue. I'm like, don't no, have a serious problem with this. Because he said, you know, when he woke up, he's there with all these people who are crying and telling them, telling him how much they love him and they, you know, will do anything to help him. And he's like, but I don't know who they are, so I can't reciprocate their feelings and I don't understand why they had these feelings for me. So I just don't want them. I'm like, "Mm." no. (laughs) Right. I would think you woke up and these people you don't know are saying how much they love you and how much they want to help you Wouldn't you want to find out who they are and why they love you but he kept saying that they kept pushing this other me on me and i don't know who that me is so i'm just doing my own thing i was like okay so basically you're selfish is what this is all all coming down to yeah they're, so he, they're trying to force drama yeah he um but he has hooked up with this bartender because he can't keep it in his pants. I mean, come on, it's Dick Grayson. I like that. I like that that piece of his personality didn't change. Yeah. And um, so he decides that because he really feels like he wants to have a real relationship with her, that he needs to be honest. So he tells her, so by the way, I was the boy wonder. I don't remember any of it, but I was. And so you would think she'd figure out then who Batman was but maybe she doesn't put two and two together but he but she she was like so those people that said you know you he's like yeah the redhead the old guy the butler I think and the rich guy like I I don't I don't have anything to do with them I don't want to have anything to do with them I don't know them it's like man that's just cold seriously cold I, I guess I can't imagine waking up from a coma and seeing my parents Or, you know, a childhood friend and having no memory of them and then being like, Yeah, but I don't know you, so peace out. Like that's it. We're we're just done. You know, actually on those lines,
1: Titans I thought handled that really well. Remember when Dick goes back to see the strongman and the strongman realizes that he's Nightway or that he's Robin and his first reaction is, Does Bruce know that you hang out with Batman? So I I'm I'm gonna allow them that he, she's not like oh so this guy's clearly Batman then
2: I'll allow it I, I guess that does make sense but then of course but she does clone she's like but Robin became Nightwing are you the one of the Nightwings and he was like no no he's he said uh, I don't think he even talked about he was like helping them no he did he said you know I got rid of that they found my stuff and I'm just kind of help, helping them out but i but that's not me like that's not who I am I don't do that stuff and completely honest with her I'm like yeah that's cute and all but you just can't go telling everybody who you used to be no yeah uh, so I think that's going to open up a whole bunch of other of other problems down the line but because he does say who he was there was a little birdie listening and his name is Talon of course who like is his great grandfather or something and is so happy that's what they said he's so happy that he's found but, like the court of owls tell him? yes he's so happy he found the last Grayson because the Court of Owls has to have a Grayson to succeed because of the Grayson of Gotham blah 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 and as he's like he's so happy he has found him and right at that moment Lex Luthor shows up in hologram form and he's like well you know since he doesn't really know Bruce and know Batman this is the perfect time to recruit him for the Legion of Doom and Helen's like oh, maybe maybe oh my god my eyes just rolled themselves oh, that's that's the whole year of the villain thing like Lex Luthor is going around trying to recruit people like at the end of Deathstroke the last Deathstroke um, so Rose decided to take up her dad's costume to fulfill his last contract Joey to deciding to stop her they end up basically beating the crap out of each other and Rose leaves Luthor shows up in front of Joey and he's just like have you ever thought about the Legion of Doom? <laughs> I like that. That's how casually you would handle that, right? <laughs> it's like handing out. Have you ever cards. considered the Legion of Doom? Huh? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you got Jehovah's Witnesses at your door. <laughs> it's very... I was just about to say, it's like if they like. Have you heard
1: about the Kingdom of Heaven? Have you heard about the Legion of Doom? <laughs> yeah.
2: Go on. I don't even know what's going yeah. on with the year with of the villain and. I'll just wait till that all comes out, see what happens. But I'm wondering if this is what kicks Nightwing's memory back. Or at this point, honestly, at this point, I'm not expecting his memory to come back. I'm just accepting that this is who we have. And I guess it's either this or the guy who's obsessed with Haley's circus. So. Like there's like no or in-
1: why not both
2: <laughs> there's like no in between with this I guess it's so weird I'm guessing it's
1: not the same t- that's really bothering me now I'm what? guessing it's not the same Talon from the new 52
2: he's, dre- he's, he's dressed up like an owl uh, I mean that's kind of within their idiom right? right I mean that's all I can tell you and he said, "Great grandfather." And I'm like, "Well, maybe I need to read because the first few issues of Nightwing Rebirth dealt with the Court of Owls, or actually, I should say, dealt with the par- Parliament of Owls." And that's where the whole thing about the Gray Son of Gre- of Gotham came in, was with that. So I'll just see what they what they say there. They say that Talon is. They mentioned that being great grandfather or whatever.
1: No, okay. So the one in he was in Haley's Circus, but the one from that the was uh, Calvin Rose. Oh, which is decidedly not. So I don't know. Maybe
2: I'm, I have no idea. I don't know. Like I said, I'll I'll maybe flip through those uh, early issues again and 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 try try to piece that together, because I think I'm also getting my knowledge of Talon maybe confused. It's possible, because it's, it's been a few it's years. It's entirely
1: possible that mine is, as well, because the Court of Owls is such a twisty turny weird thing. It's
2: dumb. Not to put too fine a point on it, but yes. Yes, it is. Which sucks, because I love owls. And I love the idea of this Court of Owls. Just what they've done with it, I just feel is dumb.
1: They've never... Yeah, they've never done it very well, um, but yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay, great. So then he can become Rick, can become in the court of the owls. Why not?
2: Sure. He doesn't I, remember. He doesn't remember any of that either, though. So except for when he kind of does. Oh, he hasn't so far. I mean, he doesn't remember any of his life as Nightwing, so there's no reason why he'd remember any of the court of owls.
1: I keep every time that you talk about this series, I'm like, surely, this is the week that they just like they eventually were like, Okay, enough with this bullshit. But like, unlike so like with DC, everything else, they've been like, Oh, we're gonna try this thing and "Mm, it didn't work. Never mind, we're just gonna change and not talk about it. This thing
2: though, they are clinging to with dogged resilience. And I don't know why. I thought this is all gonna come to an end when they got through the end of Scarecrow's plan. I really did, because it all kind of made sense, and then they didn't, and then they brought these Nightwings in, and now it's it's still going. Like I, what I'm wondering is, is if this Court of Owls thing happens and they try to recruit him, if he has, if we're going to have a Nightwing Year One thing where he's remembering. Which is like what The Flash is going through. Oh. And I think Superman's also doing a right. year one thing. Right. Or they don't, and Nightwing just kind of goes down this path. And then when another writer gets a hold of it, who's like, this is dumb, <laughs> we're going to have him hit his head and remember stuff. Maybe
1: we can get Kelly Thompson to go over there and write Nightwing. Shit, why not? Yo, dog, we heard you like to fangirl. (laughs) So we gave you a fangirl to fangirl while you fangirl. (laughs) Worked for Rogue and Gambit, I'm just saying.
2: I've worked for Captain Marvel. That's true, too.
1: So, you know, they can do it. Well, I'm sorry they haven't figured that shit out yet.
2: And it's so funny, because, like, I was telling you yesterday that I was talking to Larry about it. And, because... He was like, Okay, wait, 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 wait. We need to go back to what's going on with Nightwing and was happening and I was kinda of giving him a brief summary. He's like, Okay, I'm not understanding this. Why are you not so full of rage over this? Right. And the way I explained it is like, dude, it's like I have cried myself to the point of dehydration. I got nothing else left. Like I can get mad all I want. This is still where it's going. And at this point, I'm sticking with it because I want to see how far they go with it or just right or or stubbornness or both oh my god
1: it's like it reminds me of like when you're a kid when like you know you're like oh hey did you do this thing and they're like yeah I did the thing and you're like really yeah if I go into your room right now I'll see that you picked up this thing I asked you to yeah and you're like how far are you gonna take this bullshit kind of what listening to this series reminds me of
2: that's really accurate yeah
1: how just how long are we going to push this shit and the answer is far very very far
2: maybe to the end of time motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's a brilliant way to close it out i do you want to close take us out yeah let's go ahead and take it on home thank you all so much for listening to this issue uh issue <laughs> <sighs> this episode episode number 50 57 of yelling about comics podcast i'm sorry i just blanked on everything i got so stuck on the issue i just totally blanked so you can uh, find this podcast on our website yellingaboutcomics.com. you can also find us on apple podcasts and google google podcasts I keep changing their names on me google Podcasts and stitcher you can also find us on twitter at yell about comics and we're also on facebook at yelling about comics i am on twitter at crunchy chocobo and jen is on twitter at jen bozier and so we are going to be skipping um, a week because we're both going to be on vacation so it'll be about another probably like three four weeks before we will be podcasting again but with that we will say good night
0: and good luck
1: courage in the face
0: of Rick. Come, senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled. Because the battle outside raging will soon shake your windows. Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road's rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand Cause the time cities cast the slowest now will later be fast as the present now will later be past the order is rapidly fading and the first one now will later be last cause the times they are